we're here with Chaz Neneker. I'm Dan Geyer, and this is the uh, the podcast that we do. We have video now and microphones because Chris, our podcast mentor, was so disgusted by our cell phone podcast that he literally bought and shipped us like with zero day shipping. He's like, I sent you something. It was like two hours later. It it's, not like, it's not like we don't have mics. It was just that we, uh, well, Dan, you can explain why, what, explain why the quality didn't necessarily matter at first to us. Um, well, a, um, in my, I think probably everyone's experience, like with filmmaking, everyone would, would, is always like, I need to, I need to spend nine trillion hours and and dollars on making sure I have the finest glass on my camera. And like, meanwhile, their script makes no sense. Um, I think everyone gets like nerds out over the technology and then actually doesn't create anything. Um, So that's one thing we just wanted to get started. Uh, Two, I don't care. (laughs) Uh, I, (laughs) I just care about making the things that that I make, that we make. Um, so I didn't want to spend a lot of time and energy. Plus, this is brand new. You know, it's good to test stuff, and then you invest uh, the time and, and money into stuff. I think it's important to get started, and then when you realize it's worth uh, investing more in, and you, then you do that. Otherwise, you you know, you may be making a. Maybe if you send the whole army to uh, the Eastern Front, and then you get caught up with the Russians for too long, <laughs> you, that might have been a bad idea because now you got a bunch of you know British people flown in on the other side and now you're tied tied up with some stuff that you probably should have got started with anyway. So what is the moral uh, moral story is uh (laughs) World War II analogies are solid. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why it was a real short world takeover. Yeah, so we had an actress once. Speaking of (laughs) speaking of horrible mistakes. Yeah mistakes. Um well yeah explain (laughs) we had we had a table read after the casting of something that we shot and we had all the main cast and and the ad as well and and producers all there so we had this one actress she had a large role in fact she had the main role in the beginning when we first cast like the lead female role and then we found someone ended up replacing her before this table read however we wrote her in though, right what she didn't she didn't know that we were like she's the one and then we he's finding out now yeah. when we met the the one the one um that's by the way welcome to the podcast by the this way was talk on podcasts by the way jazz and dan podcast <laughs> welcome to the podcast good <laughs> morning everybody yeah. now that we have a microphone welcome to the podcast <laughs> so um we had a table read, and how about everyone just talks normal? How about what's up with that? What's up with the radio? This is how 19, podcast talks. 1980s radio voice. That yeah, this is what you talk like on the radio. Next up, <laughs> next up, we've got a special one for you. Anyway, so, sorry, I continue the important stuff. There's something um, to talk about. <laughs> now that I now that my mic is automatically turned down from that. Uh, <laughs> So we have this table read and we, we wrote her in and this is so long ago now that I forget what large, larger role we had her do, but she had like this, the secondary larger role and she had all these lines and uh, she was going to be there for like a whole day of shooting one day. So we're, we're in this office building and there's like, you know, 75 people involved in this day. 
And she showed up late to the day that we were going to open her scene. Um, and what happened with that was when you're late, we had to move on. So we skipped over it and we said, you know what? We'll just shoot it tomorrow. We told her that she can go home basically. <laughs> and so she did. And she came back the next day and we had already moved on. Um, we tried to fit it in again, but it was already passed and we had to keep shooting. And then she came back the third day, which was not a f small drive. Uh, yeah. She came back the next day and we didn't know how to put her in the movie. We had paid yeah. her. Well, so right. We paid, um, we, we wanted, uh, we want, we didn't even, yeah. So we, cause we couldn't shoot the scene. She wasn't there initially. And then we were already like behind schedule. So then like it just compounded the issue. And then, yeah, we just were never able to get back to her <laughs> shoot. So her, why was she late? Do, does anyone know why? Did, I don't remember that. I don't know, but I don't think it was like misscheduling. I think that well, it wasn't she a, was, actually she it was, was our fault for once you know? no and she was only she was only 20 minutes late but that was like that's too it was too much yeah dude, we were on it's like such so a you have to yeah you have to shoot you have to keep rolling so once once we had i mean once that train gets moving there's no once we had yeah, passed over that, that there was no time for us to go back and try to reset that up i mean just moving the camera with with that situation, the camera being on like a Fisher dolly most of the time and that well, moving the camera from about? one room to another was a big, long well, process. Well, that's not even the worst part. It's like the, it's really the grip and electric shit that like takes forever. Like, oh, we'll just move the camera over here. Well, like, well, now the entire room has to be sh sh shut down, broken down, moved, yeah. reset up. So we never got back to her and she ended up, we, we were like, okay, here's your scene. <laughs> Um, our main bad guy gets a phone call <laughs> and we'll, we'll add something more after this. So I think we told her, but we're like the, the main, our main guy gets a phone call. We're shooting this scene where he's, he's in talking to the main character in this boardroom and she comes in, pops her head in out of focus <laughs> and says, uh, like, sir, line one, I think was, was her line. Like, yeah. Sir, line one, like there, she had a, he had a call on line one, and he's like, "Oh, hold on, one moment." And he leaves, and that was her scene. She was she walks from this like the, the boardroom had this these tall glass. It was all glass, but it was this like white milked out glass. You could really only see the silhouettes of people. So she comes in, opens this like milky glass door. From my memory, it might have just been glass, but that's how I'm picturing it right now. And uh, pops her head in and says that, and it's over. So you know, fucking don't be late. Uh, <laughs> someone way smarter than me yeah, told me once yeah uh dude the um yeah she because I mean, she she's a great actress um and it just unfortunately she got reduced to like an out of focus like background character was still crucial like even the smallest parts like every, every like famous director has said some variation of like even the the, the smallest most like quote quote unimportant roles um they they're that casting is just as important as anything else because the whole movie is as, as bad as your, your worst actor or worst whatever but um so it's still great we had her but yeah it was not uh what what she wanted or anyone in, intended and um yeah she missed she missed the window the window of opportunity closed horribly and never uh reopened yep so you know 90 percent of life is showing up
1,000% of life is actually being there. 1,000% of life is being there. Because if you're dead, that's 0% of life. Like I take my my saying, (laughs) turn it into nonsense. (laughs) Because if you're dead, (laughs) everything's like 90% of life is this. And like there's like four, nine, 90%. And then they're like, well, that's like, you know, yeah, there's more than a hundred percent of stuff. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, you know, cause like in sports you can put in 120%, which is a lot more than hundred percent. I feel like the cap on that is 200%. Well, we put in 700% into our microphone situation right now. So 700%. Yes. Over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I never really. It's hard. It's hard to understand once you go over 100. percent 700 percent being like seven times better than last time. <laughs> yeah. Now we're 12 xing or whatever. Um, so anyway, uh, t- 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 <laughs> the, the moral of the story is uh, you can't be that late. Also, the um, I I think like the general film industry rule is like if you're 15 minutes late, you're on time or <laughs> what is it? If you're yeah, if you're on time, you're 15 minutes late. That that's the real one. <laughs> that's the real one. If you're 15 minutes early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. Yeah. So it's kind of like it all comes down to why do alarm clocks have uh, uh, snooze buttons? Never thought about that. If the point of their alarm is to wake you up. It sh- there shouldn't be an option to not wake up. Like. Did you want to wake up at this time or not? <laughs> it's, bad. it's bad. I'm like, how do I wish I could get rid of it on the iPhone app? Like, get it out. Get get it out. I want it to scream at me until I'm like doing doing the waking up thing. Yeah. Um I mean, I've pictured it in the past, sort of like it gives me I have to sometimes I'm so tired that it it takes me 30 minutes to fully wake up. So the snooze is just like I hope the alarm keeps going off until I actually get up type thing. So like I snooze it, so it hits bad. like the, the regular eight minutes or whatever it does or nine minutes. And then it goes off again. Sometimes I have to do that like twice or three times before like I'm oh, yeah. waking up days to be like it's seven times. I'm like, this yeah. is horrible. And, and it's just, it's so funny. The difference in like, yeah, I'm going to wake up tomorrow at booper duper clock. And then like the, when booper duper clock hits, um, you're, my my mind is like the exact opposite. Like this was I like so many stories in my head of like I definitely don't need to be up at this time at yeah. all. There's zero reason. I and mean, here's a bunch of reasons. And my brain goes through all that shit. And I realized this is the this is the life lesson from uh from uh you know you know our, our late actress, <clears throat> which is which is step one, take your alarm clock. First off. Have you used the, the, do you use the alarm, the, the, the new Apple one? It's not that new, but you know, the one that, um, what's called, it's called like bedtime or something. It's different than the clock. Yeah. Oh, it's called bedtime. I can't show this in audio form, but there's a, there's a bedtime button. Yeah. I did. I do not use this. Mine still says get started. So that's how you know that. Okay. Yeah. You probably need that to get is started. not the best situation. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it's awesome just cause it's built in. And, um, it's just got this, like you set like a general thing and then you have a little wheel you can scroll. So like, for example, last night 
I went to bed at 9.15 and woke up at 6 a.m. Just doing a little recovery there, eight hours, 45 minutes. Actually, I'm pretty sure my body needs 10 hours of sleep still, like I'm a child. But so this thing's hey, great. Some and people it's, do. Yeah, I, I slept four hours a night in high school and um, I think I like stunned my growth and I'm like paying for it today. So anyway, I sleep 12 hours a day. And <clears throat> the, uh, what I do is I just, I set this baby um, which it helps you. It sets, it, it'll like remind you like 30 minutes before your usual setup. Like if it was, you know, if my be- bedtime is set to nine, like 30 minutes before it goes, Hey dog, if you go to sleep, like now you'll fall asleep by like 9 PM. And that means you'll get about eight hours and 45 minutes of sleep, which is what I had set to. It'll, it'll, sometimes it's like go to bed by, you know, two, two AM to get a full two and a half hours of sleep. Like that's so bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I do that. And then I, I put my phone across the room, like so far that like by the time I, I, cause then you can't hit the snooze button. By the time you get to hit the snooze button, you've already walked across the house and they're like, well, now I'm awake. And it's a good me, tip. Yeah. It's, it's a good tip way. for the day. Tip of the day from Dan. Tip of the morning. Put your phone in a place where you have to walk to it. Yeah. And then you won't be, you know, you'll be ahead of the game and you won't be late to set and ruin the whole movie and your life in the process. If we can get deep into the morning routines here, uh, which we're doing uh, next week on the podcast, going over. <laughs> That's a good idea. Let me tell you about morning, morning routines. Routines. And then the yeah, week like, after that, we're going over night, nightly routines. Dude, uh, let me tell you something. I was already kind of a, a morning routiner trying to figure it out. But then once I, once I was like deep in warrior, like the, 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 my morning routine has become psychotic. Which is interesting. And, I, yeah, go ahead. No, do it. I just sip this coffee. <clears throat> so after my 10 hours of sleep. I feel like I just, it was a hard, I hardwire. I've been hardwired my whole life to, to like have this fear of missing out. And also, um, this kind of energized feeling I get later at night. So I assume like that's when I work the best. It, it's probably not true, but those two things have been ongoing throughout my whole life. And I try to squeeze every moment of like freedom that I have out of the day. So I used to devalue sleep because I would go, well, I have this much time in in the night. I can extend that. I could get more, squeeze more time out of it if I just sleep faster <laughs> or less. So I would never, sleep was like my last priority. And it took me till being, a, as I, we call now, a full-blown adult to, <laughs> to realize that, I have to. I had to prioritize my sleep to feel okay to get anything worth it, worth it out of the day to have any of the hours matter. But um, it's like it's called extended. Yeah, now that our extended adolescence is over, now that we're forty five years old. <laughs> yeah, our extended adolescence. It's like all the way to twenty five years old. Um, it's like thirty, thirty for like our society these days, which is you know fine, but maybe. Not um, yeah, and so I didn't. I didn't care much for nightly routines, obviously, because I wanted to like squeeze all the time out. And then I've never been one for morning routines either until, you know, the last year actually, um, because 
if you don't sleep well, there's no morning routine going down. You're just struggling to like get out, um, get ready and get out. Like you're lucky if you take a shower, even it's just, you deteriorate that way. So, uh, yeah. it took me to this age to finally like buckle down and start making nightly morning routines. And you feel lame doing it. If you're like me, you feel really lame. You also feel like you're missing out on something like the extra time you could get, but it's, it's life changing. The, yeah. Cause the, you know, what's lame is your life sucking. So, you know, so you know it's more lame than going to bed. <laughs> like on a, at a good time is uh your life sucking it was when your whole life is lame yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's more lame when you as a person can't develop oh, because you are not sleeping enough and now you're just lame so uh so now i've now i'm into it dan has been into it long enough where uh, he, he, his like ideas have trickled over onto me through the last like 15 years and yes like i would say the last six years more you've been into like morning routines working for you yeah because i'm not a morning person at fucking all like um i agree with like i i don't know you always have people like wake wake you have to wake up early to be successful like that's pure bullshit um because if you look at it like successful people they all do all sorts of different shit but there's all these there's all these things that are like the patterns that that are the same between everybody that is like high performing people um and yeah having some kind of uh morning routine that makes your brain and your body work because then yeah like Chaz was saying like if you okay if you replaced oh hold on, I'm coming back to the sleep thing to finish my first like point before the seven just popped into my head <laughs> is that um when you um I don't know for me like I just I so anxiety felt and like there's just chaos thoughts in my head all day and it's just the way my, like my head is and um the, the way and, and Chaz knows this very well that my whole life I've always been like by the time it hits like one or two p.m I feel like the day is already over and I start getting horribly depressed because I didn't get enough stuff in yet. And I already see that the day ending and like the summer's over and summer vacation's over. And we have to go back to school and everything's ruined. So I, the only way I could get rid of that anxiety, I realized I just woke up extremely early. And then I found by doing that, getting so ahead of the day and getting almost like ahead of like all society. So I started waking up like 4 or 4.30 a.m. And just being ahead of everything helped give me the space I needed so that my brain wasn't so like stressed out. And then um, the other thing was too, it's, it's super quiet. I mean, that's why the benefit of like people work late at night. Cause that's how I, I think it's my default. Uh, cause there's no, you know, everyone's asleep and you can actually just focus and no one, your email and your phone and everything's just blowing up in your face. So that was, that was why I switched to like su super early. Um, but yeah, like working out and like doing morning routine stuff to get your like mind and body on point so that you can actually like function is, uh, is life changing and yeah. everybody, everybody is, that's high performing um they do some kind of routine that where they get their mind and body on point all right that has been this version, <laughs> this episode of the podcast it's <laughs> <laughs> like when they start playing the music and the speech You're like get out yeah. you've wasted all our airtime. i don't even know how long that went i think we went way over on that one yeah and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you guys for listening. All right. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> Whoa, this isn't over yet, all right? <laughs> no, here's what I'm thinking. We're going we're gonna to have to touch on this in, in some more detail in a, yeah. in a later episode. All right, fine. Because this also, is all, I think this nightly, the nightly and morning routines of being a functioning person mixed with, like, yes, you have artists sort of vibes about you if you're in film in certain aspects if you're a writer or you're a director or whatever and or an actor especially i would say uh and 
I think for whatever reason, treating yourself shittily, it comes, seems to come with the territory for artists drinking too much, not sleeping enough, sleeping too much, getting down on yourself, letting things affect you too much possibly. And that's why it's even more important for people like us, I think the creative side of things to talk about. You can still get your shit together like you're a stockbroker. They don't have their shit together. You still get your shit together like you're... They're on drugs, bro. (laughs) Like you're a guy who has his shit together. You can still, you know... You're not, you're not, and also I think there's an interesting part about like afraid of conforming to the norms. I have that. Like, are you, are you going to lose some interesting uniqueness about you if you stop smoking crack at night? You're going to lose that creative spark if you stop <laughs> so, snorting absinthe. Oh yeah. So you think, yeah, if you stop snorting absinthe, you're I think like if you get your artist. shit together and you're creative, truly, it's not coming from like the massive amounts of of hallucinogens you're taking then it becomes better so we should talk about that i think in more detail we should all right well fine we'll come back to the should i take hallucinogens to be a true artist or not next time Um, on the podcast with chess man (laughs) yes thank you for tuning into the podcast now that we have podcast voices this is what everyone's podcasts sound like must fall in line chaz we will see you next time please give us a follow (laughs) <laughs> on whatever platform you are listening to this on, we are streaming on many platforms. Streaming well many platforms on demand. Hope you enjoyed our episode of why you shouldn't be late to set because you'll ruin your whole life and also go to bed sometimes on time. All right. All right. We will Gonna see end. you on the next time. Good. Goodbye. Good night. Goodbye and good, and, and good night. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs>